Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Tom Brady is retiring. Again. He he pulled a fast one on us the first time. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit I saw the, the news break um, and just kind of rolled my eyes. Sort of fitting that it happened right before Groundhog Day. I love that. It really, uh, yeah, it just felt like a deflated balloon, this announcement. It's like, okay, we know. Congratulations. Yes. He could have gone out on such a high, too. I know. If he just left it alone. And instead, his life ended in divorce, (laughs) scandal, and a losing, (laughs) like, didn't go to the Super Bowl. The opposite of going out on a high, on a high note. Why are we talking about this, though? Well, he has no need, I guess, anymore for his waterfront mansion in Tampa. So he is putting it up for rent. Yeah. Tom Brady could be your landlord. Crazy. The goat. You could pay rent to the goat. The the catch? <laughs> the twist? It's $60,000 a month. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's definitely a limiting factor for a lot of people. Um, but if you have that kind of cash... Reach out. <laughs> reach out to Tom Brady or reach out to us. Sometimes people will email us just saying, hi, I'd like to um, buy this house and send us. <laughs> we can put you in touch. A listing link. <laughs> I mean, the house is really incredible. So I'm not surprised necessarily by the price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's very modern on the outside and on the inside. It is waterfront, of course. As we mentioned, it's it's in Davis Island um, in Tampa, too, which is like a ritzy part of the city. So, um, yeah, 60K. Who on earth is going to rent this place for 60K? We shall see. We shall. We shall. Gronk. Gronk. (laughs) I think he's got his own place, though. Yeah, he I mean, who knows? He does love doing everything that Brady does. So we'll see. So in addition to Tom Brady, we have a nice full docket for you today. Um, We are going to talk about a TikTok trend for finding your future husband uh, that has to do with home improvement. Um, We're going to talk about the war on gas stoves. And then Rachel and I had the pleasure of watching, like so many other people, the new HGTV show Down Home Fab. Um, Pleasure. Pleasure. Question mark. (laughs) So we'll get into that. And then, of course, winners and losers. So stick with us. Let's kick it off with um, how to find a guy at Home Depot. Rachel. <laughs> how to find is, a guy in 10 days. This is on. This is a TikTok thing? Well, this was billed as a TikTok thing. As an article in Business Insider said, TikTok users are telling folks to look for their future husbands in the aisles of home improvement stores like Home Depot or Lowe's. Uh, don't want to leave them out. I am on record right now mm-hmm. saying this is not a TikTok trend. Oh. And we have a coworker who told me to do this in 2019. Who? Uh, Jackie in our marketing department. Okay. So it's kind of, it's similar to like going to the grocery store, finding a partner at the grocery yeah. store sort of thing. Yeah. Except the... Uh, it's now Home Depot. It's it's home improvement. You'll, you're sure to find 
someone who's savvy. Is that the thought behind it? Savvy yeah, at home handy. decor, handy. Uh-huh. Sure. I mean, you can find any number of types of people in the produce aisle. But if you go to Home Depot, you know you are finding somebody who has a knack for what they're doing or at least wants to. Yes. That's, yeah. Trying is the most important part. The, I, I don't feel like this is a new trend. And in fact, I sent this article to to Jackie when I saw it. I was la- I was dying. I was laughing hysterically. I said, remember, you told me to do this in 2019. And she said, oh, yes, honey. <laughs> that was the answer then. And it will always be the answer. So I guess uh, TikTok users are just now kind of catching on to it. I unfortunately did not take Jackie's advice. And then COVID hit and everything went topsy-turvy. But I could be married right now if I had just (laughs) gone to Home Depot. Or Lowe's. Or Lowe's. I like how in this story, um, it gives the highlights up top and it says, success rates vary. (laughs) Yeah, your mileage may vary. It's so funny how... You know, people lean so heavily into dating apps and in the year 2023, it's ditch the dating apps and get out their IRL and <laughs> yeah, get out there with, with a motive, with an intention, with, you know, I'm, I'm doing this not to shop for lumber, but to find a partner. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. You could do both at the same time. Yeah. Kill two birds and with maybe, one stone. Maybe you'll find your person. You know what you might not find though? What? A gas stove. Dun, dun, dun. Good segue, right? Great segue. Um, there is not a gas, a war on gas stoves going. The government is not coming for your gas stoves. The federal government <laughs> is not coming for your gas stoves. As much as some people might want you to think it. We heard this story being thrown around. The war on gas stoves are coming for your gas stoves. If you've been on like Twitter, you've seen people talking about, you know, upset that there might be stricter regulations on buying gas stoves. And so we kind of wanted to dive into this and just get the real story on it because it seems like a lot of people are taking to social media or taking to the media and just really twisting the story around and twisting the facts around. So um, basically what it comes down to is this, uh, this man named Richard Trumka Jr., is a commissioner uh, with the U.S. Com- uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission. And um, in early January, he suggested that the government might consider stricter regulations of new gas stoves in response to health concerns about indoor air quality. People took that and ran with it. <laughs> um, and he even had to clarify two days later that he's not looking to ban stoves. The federal government is not going to go to Home Depot and start physically taking stoves out of there. Um, All they're saying is that they want a greater discussion about stoves. And as it relates to health concerns, it's no surprise. And it's been studied for decades that um, the gas that's used uh, in gas stoves is a health concern for people with asthma or small children. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely say that I've been loosely aware of this since it happened last month. Um, And I too feel like I was fed misinformation or, or played into it because I definitely thought that there was a ban on gas stoves on the horizon. Right. Um, I can tell you that 99 cities 
and counties in the U.S. have passed zero emission building ordinances of some kind, and that includes Berkeley, Los Angeles, New York City, Washington, D.C. It can be as, um, you know, strict as if you renovate a kitchen or build a new home, they will limit the type of hookups that you have. So you can't have a gas hookup. So you'll be forced to cook with some other type of stove. Um, Berkeley was the first to do that. Um, but there's other cities who have enacted policies um, that are much less uh, regulatory than, than something like that, than, than limiting the type of stove that people can have. So and are all those regulations because of the health issues involved or is it possibly because of EPA or even the cost of the cost of gas these days? I think it's a combination of both uh, in terms of the health concerns and then the environmental concerns. Um, I'm not sure about the uh, cost of gas and, and preserving that resource. Um but it's just, it's just funny how, you know, something, whenever people are threatened by, this, you know, the government's going to take something away. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get into the politics of this, but there was a lot, uh, there was a lot going on on Twitter. God's guns, gas stoves, wrote uh, Representative Jim Jordan, uh, a Republican from Ohio on Twitter. So, you know, it's... I think it's it's really interesting and it's something that homeowners should know about and you know especially if you plan on renovating do a, doing a full kitchen remodel or if you're a future buyer who is thinking of um you know building a house buying a house raising it and then building up um just be aware of your uh of your city and your county's policies on these sorts of things um yeah but. It's funny because you watch HGTV and I don't, I don't think I've seen a single renovation show that hasn't remodeled a kitchen and put in a gas stove. I know. I like there's no induction or, you know, all the the new there's newfangled stuff out there, but it seems like gas still the way to go. Yeah. In terms of design. Totally. And I mean, I get it. It's it's beautiful. I have a gas stove and I love it. I too cook with gas. Um, Why do you like it? I don't know. I mean, I don't even like cooking them. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Why do you like it? Well, I had always heard that it cooks better and more evenly. Like more evenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I cannot tell the difference. Um, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not super active in the kitchen. I just love how it looks. I know it looks, it does look super like, yeah, kitcheny. It's hard to clean. <laughs> I will say I, I find it very hard to clean. Yeah. But there's just something about those grates yeah. and the gas, the, the fire, the flame. There's just something very romantic and nostalgic about cooking on a gas stove. Mm, fire, cozy. Um, <laughs> romantic. Yeah. I mean, not obviously not at the expensive health or the environment yeah totally but i it just it just looks nice yeah and i think that's why you see it in all these hgtv homes that they're still putting in gas ranges you know what i'm gonna keep my eye out on hgtv shows now especially in cities that i know where these ordinances have been passed like la um and new york city and in fact uh 
the new season of um, Nate and Jeremiah Home Project. You know how much I love Nate, Nate Burkus and Jeremiah Brent. Um, the new season of their their show is is airing this month, and it takes place in um, New York City. So I'm gonna see if they if they do any kitchens and and decide to put in electric. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Make electric great again. As avid listeners of the podcast know, when there's a new HGTV show, we have to check it out. And let me tell you, when we heard about Down Home Fab, um, the new HGTV show from Chelsea and Cole DeBoer, Chelsea was on Teen Mom 2, and she has an interest in interior design, interior decor. We knew we had to jump at this. I mean... Did we? Well, I, I just wanted to see. <laughs> I mean, I don't follow... Her. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the we the answer curious. is yes. Yeah, um, it piqued our curiosity. Chelsea... I don't follow Chelsea, so I have no clue about her style. Did you ever watch Teen Mom? I did, yes. And I watched Chelsea's. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Um, I did watch Teen Mom 2. Teen Mom, Teen Mom 2 was Chelsea's season. And um, and so, yeah, but I, I have no cl- I haven't checked in with her. I have done a wellness check. You know, I, I have no <laughs> idea what her style is, what her decor style is. But apparently a lot of people do because she has 6.6 million followers on Instagram. That's a lot. So, so yeah. So right from the jump, like I can see why they got an HGTV show. She just has Mm -hmm. a huge network of of followers. Mm -hmm. She's a big influencer. As Natalie mentioned, it's called Down Home Fab. And Chelsea and her husband Cole now live in, or they still live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and they're renovating a lot of homes around that area in a very unique style <laughs> that Chelsea loves. She that calls, she likes to call oh. South Dakota glam. Yes. Yes. South Dakota glam. Um, and throughout the episode and then subsequent episodes, we really do get a sense for what South Dakota glam is. Oh yeah. They, they don't hold back. I mean, you get dropped right into it. I noted that it's like industrial meets like dark colors and black and white, like color palette. But then you mix in all the gold metal, animal prints, crystal chandeliers, antlers like like deer heads but then Mm -hmm. there's also word art it's a little boho it's a little anthropology circa 2009 it's a little (laughs) victorian like it's just it's very eclectic yeah and i i do kind of give her props for that for going boldly where other hgtv designers refuse to go sure uh and she stands by it and she acknowledges it's not for everyone. So I actually it, I actually watched the first three episodes. Uh-huh. So I don't know if, how far you got. I just watched one. I just watched the first one. She, as you mentioned, she loves black. And she's kind of got like a goth thing going on. Like she's got, you know, she's got her dark hair and she's got her piercings. So she's she's a little bit outside the, blo- the box. And mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, their first project of the first episode are friends of theirs 
who are also pretty eclectic. So it wasn't that much of a risk mm-hmm. when they asked Chelsea and Cole to take on the the renovation of their home. But Chelsea still somehow, <laughs> I felt like, managed to make some of the spaces look worse. Yes, <laughs> I believe. Than what they started with. I believe I made that note. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I had a lot of like question marks and exclamation, exclamation points in my notes and a lot of WTFs. Yeah. It, you know, it's, um, I, I don't think Chelsea has gone to interior design school or worked as an apprentice with an interior designer or has any sort of like professional technical understanding of like home improvement. No. Other- it's very clear. It's just something she likes to do and then other people have just asked her to do it for them because they don't like making decisions yeah it's very clear that she has like a pinterest board and then her husband like is handy and can like make things it's very chip and joe in this in a way that they focus in on chelsea and cole's life in their own home which is a solid black Mm -hmm. modern farmhouse yes um on the inside, it's very, as you mentioned, industrial glam, I would say, with animal prints and antlers and things <laughs> like that. It doesn't look terrible, but it's definitely not my style. Uh-uh. And Chelsea has her 13-year-old that she had when she was on Teen Mom. Aubrey. And then they have, so, I think, a couple other kids between the two of them. They have three others. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it focuses on, you know... They, they're they on a farm. And, you know, the, you see the similar things to what you saw in Fixer Upper with, you know, feeding the goats and. And with the, and with Jenny and Dave Mars. Uh, yeah. With Fixer to Fabulous. Same thing. It's like, if you have a farmhouse and you're a designer and you have a bunch of kids, we're going to see you feeding goats. We're, we're going to see some farm animals. Yeah. So, and we're going to see some kids running around. And then uh, in the first episode, they show they're building a, a playhouse in one of the rooms of their gigantic farmhouse for uh, the kids. And they're mirroring the look of their actual home. So they build them a black playhouse. Yeah. Um, I wasn't super. I was like, cool. <laughs> how how exciting for their kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that they're just trying to give us a glimpse into the family and the relationship. But yeah. they're trying to do what Chip and Joe do. And they, they're failing. Like, it's... Well, everyone... I, I, I don't care. That seems to be kind of like the formula that all these HGTV shows are trying out nowadays. Um, yeah. Any HGTV producers who listen to us, we know there may be a few of you. Um, please tell us if this is like the producer mandate that you tell all of your talent. Um, because on Reddit, I actually just saw people talking about... Um, married to real estate which is the hgtv show egypt and yeah egypt sherrod and and mike jackson um and people were talking about like i don't care how their preschool like school search is going for their toddler like i just want to see the designs um yeah so it's kind of funny because i feel like for a long time, people are like, this is why Chip and Joe are household names. Because mm-hmm. we got to see, you know, all the kids and the the making cookies and the farm life and all that. Yeah. And so it's like HGTV really doubled down. And it's like, you need to show us 
you need to open your up your doors yeah. more. Yeah. But I'm sure it's a tough line to toe. It is. I think I think it has to be the right kind of <laughs> do- farmhouse doors to open. Um, mm. It has to be the right dynamic and and also it has to feel genuine. It can't it can't feel forced. Um, yeah. One of the things that to me just seemed straight up egregious. Uh, one of the design choices was um, their decision to whitewash or lime wash the giant <laughs> stone fireplace. I, I knew you were. Yeah. I wanted and, to talk about this and talk about a DIY fail. I mean, I'm sorry. Is this when you when you said that you thought that they made parts of the house look worse? Is this one of the things you were talking about? Um, no, but I, I agree. I'm 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 actually on the fence about whether or not I uh, they improved that space or not. And what bothers me about it is the homeowner. The I can't remember his name. Oh, the couple. I don't remember. But the he was very names. protective of the fireplace. He it was, was. A, a huge floor to ceiling stone fireplace, as Nat mentioned. Uh, looks actually a lot like my parents at home. And I it's one of those things that I feel like if they ever renovated their house, I would never let them change. I because think those it's just cool. so rich and authentic looking. I think they're cool. I know a lot of people think they're just fuggly remnants of the 60s and 70s. I think they're cool. I think they're cool too. And I think that if you offset it with modern decor, it can mm-hmm. look modern. I mean, However, there's nothing... Stone is timeless. However, don't pair that stone heart on the fireplace with a modern quartz hearth. I thought that was yeah. a horrible choice that they made. That was yeah. just clash central. I did not like that. They chose instead of keeping the stone hearth, they brought in this really long piece of white v- quartz with veining in it, you know, to try to like balance out and, and modernize it. And it just, I just thought it ended up looking like a mess. A little cheap. Very cheap. I, I mean, I understand that they wanted to lighten up the stone. I just, I, if they were going to whitewash it, I feel like they could have gone just lighter yeah with it yeah more translucent um instead it ended up looking a lot like painted brick yeah it it ended up looking exactly how the homeowners didn't want it to look yeah <laughs> when yeah. they and were you can't undo that no. that's what that's what hurts about it is you, you you can't undo that yeah they straight up were like we don't like the look of painted brick or painted stone like we don't we want to show the character of the stones and Chelsea and Cole are like, we're just going to do it just a little bit. We'll still we'll still see the the stone texture and everything. And I felt like they, not that they bullied them into the decision, but they certainly <laughs> they, pressured. They pushed them. Yeah, they pushed yeah. them a little bit. Um, I mean, overall, the den ended up looking good. Yeah. I liked the green paint color and I, I thought it did, you know, end up looking modern but cozy. I still come back to, um, in all of these renovations, they never put the TV back in. And I know, I know, I know that that's the thing, but I always am like, well, how are you actually going to use the space? And did they renovate it in a way that you can use the space? I know. Did, was there a TV before? Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing that, um, I had a WTF moment about was they were, they were painting the den 
that beautiful green color, but it said paint for the den was $5,900. Did you catch that? I didn't catch that. No, that's that's a lot. How does one room of paint cost $6,000? Do they get the most expensive paint vendor in the world? Like, I don't know. I, I They didn't explain it, but I was just... I mean, it was, was a, it was a big room, but that's, that seems, <laughs> and they painted the ceilings the same color too. Yeah. So I'm sure they needed a lot of paint, but still. That's crazy. Uh, the space that I thought looked the worst, like possibly worse afterward was the sitting room. Uh huh. Was that the one where they, the, the carpet. <laughs> Let's talk about the carpet. <laughs> Let's talk about the carpet. <sighs> so Chelsea says that. Animal print is just a classic tenant of South Dakota glam. You have to ranch glam, ranch glam, which is the style that they were. It's like a it's a sub glam. Yeah, South Dakota it's, glam. <laughs> it's like the the tree, like the it branches off. Ranch glam, yes. industrial glam. I think they have an episode. She, she's called, got more coming up yeah. in the in the future episodes. So right. yeah, she's she's kind of created her whole hierarchy. It here. is yeah, Chelsea's hierarchy of her. needs. Um, so she's trying to figure out how to incorporate an animal print, and she knows that um, the homeowner likes animal print, and she says, "Well, I know that she likes." Um, what does she say? She says, uh, oh, where's my note about it? She says, I know that she, Jessica loves leopard print. So she decides to give her an antelope print carpet. <laughs> and I said to myself, antelope print? What's antelope print? It looks like Bambi is what it looks like. It's Bambi. It looks like Bambi. It's skinned. You skinned Bambi and put him on your floor. Yeah. It's, yeah. And her argument was that it was more uh, muted, subtle than than like leopard. a cheetah print or a leopard print or a zebra print. Yeah. And yes, I, that is factual. <laughs> that is correct. Is it appropriate? No, no. It was atrocious. No. And she actually Chelsea they they flashed to to Chelsea's farmhouse. She actually has a runner on her stairs made of antelope. Um, Chelsea was just skin. doing. This was V2 for, for Chelsea. It was, she just basically did everything that is in their house and they put it in <laughs> Jen, Jenny's, I, I can't Jessica. remember Jessica. Jessica's mm-hmm. house's name. And then they, <laughs> they're looking at rugs and Chelsea says, it's just a subtle animal print. It's not like a zebra, just like a baby <laughs> deer. And you know what? Maybe hunting is a part of their lifestyle and seeing a skinned baby deer is like nbd <laughs> but it's a little shocking to see it, to see it used in such yeah. a large scale and i don't know what about that says glam no that she was she was actively saying that animal animal prints equal glam yeah and i i i'm not on board is it just because like you know kind of like fur coats they're like expensive so it's like a glamorous I, I don't even know. And I assume it was, I assume it's real and maybe it's synthetic antelope. Yes. Let's, let's hope <laughs> that it's faux antelope. But even so, I just, I just, I didn't, not for me. I think even the most muted of animal prints <laughs> looked was too loud. 
It connoted uh, it connoted just utter violence, and I was not into it. <laughs> and overall, I mean, the sitting room looked okay, but I actually thought it looked pretty good before. What did you think about them painting the piano? Uh, I understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. And Jessica and her husband had said that the piano was not an heirloom or wasn't really special to them. They just wanted it there. So it wasn't necessarily important that Chelsea keep the, you know, the patina that was on it. Right. Um, but I thought it looked like something that Chelsea's kids probably did over the weekend. With these chalk paint. Yeah, that is, that is a (laughs) Chelsea's stepmother or yes. Stepmother is a furniture uh, reupholster yeah restore and reupholster um yeah i've just never seen anyone paint a piano on on these shows so i thought it was i thought it was, it was an interesting choice interesting choice i will say their kitchen uh remodel impressed me the kitchen was but yeah one of the biggest things i liked about it actually had nothing to do with what chelsea and Cole did they they had outdated cabinets with this etching pattern yeah and they decided to actually keep the cabinets but paint them black mm-hmm. they were formerly like a one of the like a I don't know what would you call it like an oak it was just um wood. it was a diamond pattern that was like etched in and it was yeah I think they were probably like oak or pine um, which made them look very dated. Yeah. And once they painted them black, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I liked seeing the pattern in there. It made them very unique yeah. looking and it made them, but it still made them feel modern. And then they just modernized it with um, the the countertop material, the the faucet and the sink and, and the hardware and things yeah. like that. So, And Chelsea is very maximalist. Yes, that's a good way. way. That that's a that's a buzzword that we can add to um, South Dakota glam uh, definition. Maximalist for sure. Although I will I will say so I I did watch the the next episode and part of the third one, um, and Chelsea was less pushy about her aesthetic in the oh. second one because she had much more conservative homeowners. Okay, so it's worth so, continuing on and seeing. The, um, the range of her skills. Honestly, I I don't care. I, I believe I called her style atrocious. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to. Fe- I feel like that's mean. But because it's so wild and so maximalist and so bold, that's actually why I wanted to continue right. watching. Because I wanted to see how do you how she reconciled having this crazy style and if she would end up with homeowners who pushed back or, you know, weren't fond of having Bambi the the in their <laughs> living rooms. The great reveal. And then they're like, Oh yeah. M G what I did, did a little bit of fast forwarding too, yeah. because I, I I didn't kind of care about all the, you didn't the middle need, stuff. You didn't need to I, see Cole like making a shelf. No, but I I definitely was interested in, in the reveal. And, you know, it she she wasn't always off. Yeah. She was there's there's some talent there. 
she has a point of view and like you said it's admirable that she sticks to that point of view and she champions it and she's like I'm the South Dakota glam girl and this is my South Dakota design perspective so she's trying to make South Dakota glam a thing (laughs) let's see if it sticks It's now time for winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of our episode where we discuss celebrities and the homes that they bought, sold, or rented. We typically choose one loser and one winner. This week, however, we could not find a loser. Congratulations, famous people. Everybody's a winner. (laughs) None of you made a bad deal that that we could snark on. So that means that we can just focus on our uh, winner of the week and how appropriate uh, in the in the theme of the upcoming Super Bowl, which is happening this weekend. Our winner this week is L.A. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. Matthew is our winner. He and his wife are our winners uh, for scoring a great deal on their Hidden Hills Vineyard estate. Hidden Hills, of course, the ritzy uh, enclave just outside of um, the bounds of Los Angeles. It's home to a lot of celebrities and very wealthy folks. This transaction actually closed last year, but the news recently came out that Stafford and his wife Kelly um, bought the mansion for $10.5 million, which is quite a deal. Um, based on the original asking price, which was $13.7 million. So good on them. I guess. I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be stuck with this house. <laughs> Hot take. No, <laughs> the, I, house, I, the, the house is built in 1988, and it, it shows. It's truly, I, I called it old world. Like it's just, It there's, looks like Stafford should be walking around with like a pipe and a robe. Yeah, it's like... Honestly, it's like Playboy Mansion vibes, kind of with like yeah, the dark, like the Dynasty dark wood. maybe. Dy- Dynasty. <laughs> it's it's pretty over the top. Yeah, the the Rams were looking for that dynasty, you know, <laughs> after oh, winning well, the Super oh. Bowl last year. But the only <laughs> dynasty that can be found is in the halls of Matthew Stafford's home. <laughs> it's just it is it is not for me. It is not the vibe. It's dark. It's very wood. like um, oh, hello, Buffy. How are you doing today? Would you like to play some tennis? It's on 1.5 acre lot. Um, It's 11,000 square feet, eight bathrooms, nine baths. It's, it's a manor. It's, it's a, it's, it's a traditional manor. Like that's what it is. But it's, um, like you said, it was built in 1988 and the house actually has a, a winery on it. Yeah, that's the redeeming quality, I would say. You're like, we can have tear wine. it down and <laughs> yeah, start from um, scratch, but keep the wine. And the listing actually says that the vineyard can produce uh, 300 cases of red wine yep. annually. Get on it, Matthew. So maybe we'll be seeing a, a Stafford family vineyards uh, blend from him. Oh. Some Cabernet Sauvignon and, and Merlot. Um. But yeah, I mean, this was a good get. It 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 does, in fact, look like looks like it needs some work. Um, Unless maybe, you just like that look. Yeah, wh- who are we to assume that 
that someone isn't into this. I mean, a lot of wood paneling. Yeah, lots of wood paneling. Some carpeting. There's a bar area that looks like it smells of rich mahogany. Yeah, it's like a straight up like bar with, uh, yeah, have some cigars. It looks like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you, I, you were pretty spot on with the Playboy Mansion. Well, I would imagine the Playboy Mansion would look like. Yeah, I think if if we ever saw a picture of Matthew Stafford at his home with, you know, a silk robe um, and, and, a a captain's, and a captain's hat and a pipe, that would be... <laughs> Be pretty spot on he'd, he'd fit right in with his home um but yeah they got this place uh at a discount so for that matthew stafford quarterback and his wife kelly are our real estate winners of the week and that is it for house party thank you for pressing play and tuning in if you'd like to check out any of the stories that we talked about today you can go to realtor.com news or you can go to Google, type in realtor.com, and type in the topic, and it should show up for you. Uh, we will also link these stories in your show notes in your podcast app. So take a look there. Click around. Look at photos. Get a little bit more inside scoop. Um, and then if you have an extra minute, scroll down and give us a five-star rating and write a review. We love hearing what you have to say, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com. Give us your feedback that way. Let us know what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't, or send us some questions and we'll do our best to answer. You can also find us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and our handle is at housepartypod on all three. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.